For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that, denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Titus 2, verse 11 through 14. God's grace has appeared to everyone. But what should we do in response to his grace that brings salvation, and why? Let's consider what God's grace teaches us. First of all, our passage that we read together teaches us, or tells us that God's grace teaches us to deny ungodliness and worldly lust. Wren's Expository Dictionary, a research that I use a decent bit in, in my study, refers to ungodliness as a lifestyle devoid or empty of any reverence toward God. God's grace teaches us to live a life of reverence for Him. Living our lives without reverence for God doesn't bring God's favor on us, but rather His wrath. Romans 1.18 is just one passage that shows that. Not only does the grace of God teach us to deny living a life without reverence for God, but it also teaches us to deny worldly lust. God reminds us not to love this world or its lust, because if we do, we'll miss out on living forever with Him. 1 John 2, 15-17 God's grace teaches us to deny worldly lust and to do His will. God's grace teaches us to deny ungodliness and worldly lust, but second of all, God's grace also teaches us to live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. To live soberly is to live in one's right mind, to keep the mind under control. God's grace teaches us to keep our minds and our lives under control. 1 Peter 1.13, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober. Peter is emphasizing to Christians, you've got to keep bring your mind under control and keep your mind under control. I've often told people that you know, there's much in this life and there's much in this world. There's so many things that we cannot control. I, I mean, at times, we can't even control our own bodies. I mean, certainly we can control what we do with our bodies, but can you control if you develop some disease or if you get sick? There's some things maybe you can do to prevent it, but at the end of the day, you can't basically tell your body, no, you're not going to get this disease. There's even, to an extent, we can't even control our bodies to some extent. Our mind, though, we can control what our mind dwells upon. We can control what we think about and consider in our mind. Your mind about the only thing that you actually have full control over. And God's Word teaches us, bring your mind under control. 
keep it under control. Living righteously means living according to God's law, to live a life right with God. Living a righteous life is contrasted with living a sinful life, 1 Corinthians 15.34. The grace of God teaches us that we ought to obey what God has said and live for Him. And finally, to live godly is to live life like God. We can only live a godly life in Christ Jesus, 2 Timothy 3, verse 12. He is our perfect example of a godly life, and we ought to follow his example. Peter mentions that in 1 Peter 2, 21-24. This is how God's grace teaches us to live during our time on earth, soberly, righteously, and godly. And then finally, what our passage from Titus 2, 11 through 14 tells us, teaches us, is the grace of God teaches us to look for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. God's grace teaches us to keep our minds focused on the appearing of our Savior. His grace teaches us that he will return for his own special people one day. As Christians face various persecutions and we deal with the struggles of this world, it's comforting to know that our great God and Savior Jesus Christ will return for us and we will be with him forever. 1 Thessalonians 4, 13-18 God's grace teaches us that he has not forgotten about us, so we should not forget about him. We do not deserve God's grace. Uh, It is uh, unmerited favor, uh, is how I've often heard it described. What a blessing his favor is. His grace is truly amazing. Will we thankfully and humbly submit to his grace in obedience? Or will we pridefully reject his gracious offer? The choice is yours and yours alone. What will you do? with the matchless grace of the Almighty God. I appreciate you listening to this episode of Asking God Why, and I hope you stay curious. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and... We have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, and please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.